with your host, Sabino Curcio, Rocco LaGuardia, and Michaela Curcio. What's up, everybody? This is the Growing Up Italian Podcast, and today we have a guest. How are you doing, Gabby? I'm doing great. If you want my Italian name, we can go by Gabriella Maria Conti. That's my full name right there. Why Lots does everybody have Maria as a middle name? Because like, <laughs> <laughs> everyone like has typical. an Aunt Maria, a Grandma Maria. It's like everything. <laughs> uh, uh, Aunt Maria Maria. <laughs> mm-hmm, all those. <laughs> like a West Side Story, you know? <laughs> exactly. So how's everything going? Everything's good coming at you from Los Angeles. So we still have a little bit of sun left over here. It's about to get darker, but it's feeling like fall over here finally, which is Wait, nice. We're going to rub it in our face. Sorry. Sorry. It was cold, though. We did have like a 60-degree day yesterday. I heard it's 70s over in the East Coast today. Well, yeah. Well, the last three days have been really nice. It's uh, mm-hmm. Right now, while we're recording this, it's November 10th, and we had a, a great weekend, like 70. Today was very nice. It's been a bunch of beautiful days, so it, but it's like the end of it now. I feel because it gets dark super early now, like five p.m. Yeah, I know that throws me off too. It really does. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so you wrote a book called I "Did." Yeah, twenty guys you date in your twenties. There you go. Here it is. There it is. Yes. So I actually purchased this book, and Tamara stole it from me. <laughs> For those of you that watch us on TikTok, Tamara does the podcast. Um, no, but we, we had it in our office and like a bunch of girls that come here to do videos were like, oh my God. And they're like actually scheduling, taking turns, borrowing your book. To oh my it. goodness. Well, I will send you guys more copies. And I love hearing that because that's who I wrote the book for. Um, I am in my thirties now, but all everything I learned in my twenties about dating and relationships is all in this book. And it's a fun guidebook. It has stories, it has charts, it has quizzes. So if you're dating anyone that falls into these categories, which I assure you, you are, you and your friends could take these quizzes, read these stories, have a laugh, and hopefully not now, make tell us, uh, excited. Give us a little example, maybe like five different guys, like maybe, uh, you know, five, sure. five signs to look out for or something, you know? like Yeah, I will. Well, so just so you know, these go both ways. So I'm writing it from a perspective as a straight woman, but I'm sure that I have been these types of people to, to men that I've dated as well. Um, you know, it's like the guy who got away, the guy who's hotter than you, the guy who's long distance, the guy you always go back to, the mm-hmm. guy with an expiration date. The guy who texts you sup at 2 a.m. Expiration date. Expiration date. Expiration date. That's a thing, though. You're moving. You're, or it's just you know you can never last. Your your parents won't approve. That's a big thing in Italian like dating. Romeo, that's like Romeo and Juliet, basically. It is. It is. They, they have the same going. expiration date. You keep saying like no. uh, So I'll read you all. So yeah. So the guy who texts you sup at 2 a.m. The guy who's much older. The guy who's cooler than you. The guy who ghosts. The guy who's toxic. The guy who's not your boyfriend. The guy you can't remember, the guy who's a one-night stand, the guy with a fetish, the guy who's not that into you, the guy who's great on paper, the guy who's much younger, the guy who makes you do you, and the guy who's your person. So those are the 20 types of relationships. Is there ever an instance where, like, one person is, like, 10 of those? Oh, yes. My my current boyfriend is, like, most of these. (laughs) And that's a good thing. 19 of them. 
<laughs> he's 19 of them. He is. Um, and it's, it's a cute thing. Cause honestly, you know, cause you asked earlier, uh, if is there anything you would say like who to avoid, I really do think you can make any of these guys work for you. And I actually interviewed couples who had that relationship obstacle and made it work. The one thing I would say to not try to make it work is a toxic relationship, you know? So that's the right. one thing one, that I'm like, one that like, uh, you know, it's just not good for you where there's a lot of arguing and malicious. Well, that's, well, arguing, I mean, as an Italian, we argue all the time, right? That's like also a way that we show yeah, our love for each other. Arguing about, you know, cheese and... Uh, yes, yes, so not arguing stuff. about cheating, which yeah, exactly, is another exactly. <laughs> thing we want to avoid. <laughs> so uh, how's the book moving? Like, when, when did this book come out? Because uh, I feel like we've been in contact for a while and like, I've, I've yeah. been to do this podcast for a minute and I'm glad oh, we got too. to it. And my dad's so proud of me being on it. I mean, I'm a fan of your Instagram page. I'm a fan of your podcast. I love that you, the content that you turn out is amazing. It's so relatable. Um, you know, gro growing up Italian-American, uh, fully Italian on both sides, but American because I've never been to Italy, uh, which I have to work on. Um, I relate once, to all once the content you turn out. Over, you know? That's, yeah, I want to be like, you know, Emily in Paris. I want to be like Gabriella in Italy. That's my goal after this. That could be the next book. That's the next book and being called that I'm not Italian because I don't know. I only know like, you know, the Italian my grandmother taught me all her like slang that she had. <laughs> but it's never too late to learn. I actually have a program I could send you that you can Ooh. learn a lot of Italian if you really want to give it your time, you know? I do. I really do. That is a big goal of mine. I feel like I need to learn how to speak it and, and understand after, it more. After this, after this interview, I'll, I'll send you a link. And oh, thank you. I love that. That'd be lot. great. That sounds like it. It really will. It really will. Um, but yeah, no, the book's been great. It's been out for, um, it's been out since May, but I mean, what is time anymore? Um, and we are currently developing it into a movie, which is very exciting. Oh, well. are you? Yeah. Congratulations. That's Thank awesome. you. Well, congratulations when we sell it, because we're still developing it right well, now. <laughs> listen, you're already steps ahead of everybody, you know? I hope so. I hope so. You feel, that are you fun. filming like a pilot for it, or like, is that the um, first so term? Well, no, with, well, so that would be correct if it was a TV show, but for a movie, we put together a deck and we try yeah, to yeah. attach talent to it. Um, but I, of course, made sure that the main character was Italian as well. That's a big, because that's a big theme in my writing is, is you know, having parents that were Italian. Uh, also, my grandmother raised me for a good chunk of my childhood, so, uh, so she taught me a lot. Is this character based on your life? Uh, to some extent, yes, to some extent. I mean, the now, stories in the book are all from my life and from my you know, perspective. I'll tell you one thing. If I know anything about our followers, the first question yes. they're going to say is, so wait, this girl was with 20 guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the first thing. So. Well, and I get it. I get that. I get that. But, you know, we should try to be a little bit more uh, sex positive in mm -hmm. uh, 2020. I, I, I Look, I've heard that from a lot of my uh, my family too. I definitely, I mean, I also, I made news by going on 30 dates in three days recently uh, for it? Cosmopolitan. Like yeah. Speed dating? Speed dating. And I got a lot of, of course, I got a lot of slut shit. What, do you, what is the slang for slut um, in uh, Italian? Madonna. What do you call it? Madonna. Yeah. So I got, a, I got a lot of that shaving, but. Like um, Yes. Or my grandmother used to say a weird thing. She'd also call it like any like slutty woman, she'd call it do to do. And I'm like, I think she made that up. I don't think that's no, a real word. Do to do is like, uh, I feel like that's a Brooklyn, that's the Brooklyn uh, side of your mom. So that's their, that's my mom's Brooklyn a side. Do, like, a do to do, do, do is do? like someone that's like, 
that's not paying attention like a like an airhead. <laughs> okay, so so maybe not that then, but yeah, no, I mean, of course you hear that, but as, when it comes down to it, it's like it's not saying that I had that I had sex with twenty men. Also, if I did, that shouldn't be a problem. And these are also over the course of a decade, and I was single for a decade. So if you kind of do the math and break it down, not bad at all, then. It's I'll not that bad, that. guys. <laughs> it's not that bad. And I and I I do think that we sh that you should date around, that's and you should two, go on a lot of dates before that's settling That's two dates down. a year at that average. Right. So that's not that bad. And I fall. I'm a Cancer and an and an Italian. I fall in love very quickly. So you, you know. You believe in uh, astro astrology or astronomy? What we is. I do, yeah, horoscopes and astrology. I do believe in that. I, I am a yeah. cancer and cancers are very emotional, but then I think also being Italian and being having that very passionate background, mm -hmm. it's it's really a messy, I, I feel like I'm, I, either I'm Italian or I'm a cancer. I don't know, I'm one of those two, it, very strongly. Like a, this is a perfect question then. So why is it that when I tell girls I'm a Gemini, they all get so scared? Oh, you do your face just you, you just went like this too. You're like, oh no. I've lived, it's so funny because my uh, my friend who I was just telling you about, Dr. Marfuji, who you need to have on your podcast, I lived with her for a couple of years and she's a Gemini. So I've, I've dealt with that. I've also dated a Gemini. And it's just, it's, it's, you, you guys really do have two very distinct personalities. And that is not a generalization. I've never met a Gemini who hasn't had these two very distinct personalities. Everybody tells me this. I'm like, eh. You know, sometimes I see it because my dad's a Gemini and my mom's a Gemini. So, like, they so, both have two personalities. My dad especially, like, one extreme to the other. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I can't imagine living in a house of Italian Geminis. That must be a lot. Do you believe in, like, the moons and all that? Like, what time you were born? Oh, and, uh, yeah. Well, first of all, when you were saying the moon, I, I was thinking you were referring to moonstruck. Because, uh, like, which, like, I've seen... <laughs> Listen, I'm in the meme business, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I look at content all day and like, could I post this? Could I not? And everybody, like, a couple weeks ago was like, uh, um, Mars was in something was, hold on, I'm trying to think of this. Oh, Mercury in retrograde? Yes, yes. Yeah. So when you're, it's so funny because uh, I never heard of Mercury in retrograde until I moved to Los Angeles and it feels what like exactly every day. Like, it means that the universe is in a way where like technology and communication is really funky. So usually when Mercury's in retrograde, like your, your phone acts up, your computer acts up, or maybe you like send a message to someone you weren't supposed to send it to. Um, also sometimes like exes come back into your life during Mercury in retrograde. So that could be in them like How liking often your does photo. Happen? Like it's, I don't know, it, in LA, I'm not kidding you, it feels like seasonally, or if not like, more frequently four months than that. Or something? Yeah, but, but I think it depends, and I feel like it's something that you had no idea was happening until someone tells you about it, and then you think it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. There's a website, ismercuryandretrograde.com, and you just go to that website, and you could find <laughs> out firsthand if Mercury, I'm not kidding you, that's, that's a real perfect. website. That's perfect. That's a real website. <laughs> Um, but no, I do believe in the moons and, and that kind of thing, because I do feel like when there's, my dad too says it, when there's a full moon, he like can't sleep. And I feel the same way. Like I feel very connected to that. I know this sounds like woo woo, but I do think it's a thing. This past October, we had two full moons in a month. We had a full moon, yeah. is it full moon and blue moon. See, I'm learning along the way too, just from <laughs> what I see, you know, but. Well, what did, how'd you feel when those full moons were out? I don't feel anything. And people are like, 
you're just you're just saying that because you don't want to you don't want to you know give in yeah really i honestly didn't like you know because i was talking to somebody about manifesting yeah like uh you know when you want something to happen you know like all that kind of stuff so like i'm really like learning a lot about that even though it's just through people and like what i hear you know well, yeah, and 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 sooner or later you're gonna have a crystal co collection, and that's when you really oh know God. that you've believed in that—the crystal and the sage like and I the Palo Santo. I, I tease people about it. I call it like a rock collection. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I mean, it. But I think it's kind of. I mean, when and especially in these times when things are so uncertain, I feel like it's nice to have something that gives you belief. I mean, I remember also my grandmother with like the the, the the rosaries and like all that stuff was like her big thing. I feel like our generation, not that it is religious, is like really in to like rocks for some reason. That's our faith, I guess. <laughs> like I've always like known people that collect rocks for places they've been and stuff like mm -hmm. that. And I always tease people, like, look at this rock collection over here. Like, you know, or when someone's luggage is heavy, well, you got rocks in there, you know, like, yeah, it's just a, a constant joke, you know, it is, it really is. But I guess, you know, it, there's a big market for it in Los Angeles. There's stores that just sell crystals that really? do very well. I'm how, sure how did, uh, to take a, a little step back. Sure. How did you end up from your, your, you said your mom and dad were from Brooklyn and Queens. Yes. And how did, I mean, I feel like everybody always, you know, eventually when you're in like a certain industry, especially like film and entertainment, anything of that sort, you end up in Los Angeles, California. You, yeah, it was a crazy story. Yeah, so my parents, my mom's from Brooklyn, but she, it's so funny. She doesn't like me telling people that she's from Brooklyn. And I'm like, mom, Brooklyn's really trendy now. And also like street cred for being from Brooklyn. And my dad's from Queens. And they, um, they met in New York City. They were working at the same advertising company together. And then they moved, to, I was born in Manhattan, and then we moved to Connecticut uh, when I was six because of the schools. Uh, that's why I come off very white. I don't come off Italian, sadly. I wish I did. I want to be more Italian. Um, and then, and then, yeah, and then I moved, we, I went to school in Boston to a liberal arts college called Emerson College. Uh, so they have an LA program there. So because everyone's studying media, it's just like the natural thing. So I moved out to LA as soon as I graduated and like was all my 21, 22, 21. Yeah. 21 years old, moved out here. Uh, I've been here ever since I, I did try to move back to New York but I was too close to my parents. And so that was a little problematic for me. So now I'm back here and Your I call them in Connecticut every still? day. They're still in Connecticut. Yes, they are. So that was a lot. Um, so you, don't, you don't see yourself moving back? I don't, I know it's sad. I just, I really do. But I will say like, there's a lot less Italian culture in California than there is in New York. And I miss that. I, I wish Los Angeles had like a little Italy or like, I mean, even like the number of delis we have, it's like, there's, there's not that. And I, I remember so fondly, like in, in Connecticut with my dad going to ANS deli to get the antipasta platter for Christmas Eve. And like, even though those are like such small things, like you, I miss those things here. And there is like a, I mean, there's pizzerias, but it's like, it's not, and there's like fancy Italian restaurants, but there's not like that mom people, and pop people always family. say it's the water it's the brooklyn water it, it probably is it really is because although i will say so Na nancy silverton is like a big chef out here and she has mosa which is like one of the best pizzerias and there's something that she does that she figured out how to do a good like bread without this, the brooklyn water there's this kid i just uh met i had him on um the podcast actually his name's massimiliano aka massimo and he uh -huh. has like a 
a TikTok with a bunch of followers and he's off the boat from Italy. Like he's, Oh my goodness. He's like in LA for six years and he works at a, he works at two restaurants, but he does acting too. I got, I got, I got to connect you with him. Yeah. Yeah. Find out what, what restaurants he works at. He actually, he actually just texted me it a couple of days ago because uh, we were talking about something. He said he works at, Osetiria Mama on Melrose and Oh yeah, I know that. I know that place. Yeah, that's a good one. Hills. That's a good one. That's so cool. That's yeah, so cool. Yeah, I love guys from Massimo. I will. I love meeting other Italians um in, in California. They're here, but yeah, they're very far you in people. Find them. You know, you just gotta, gotta find them. them. You gotta yeah. make your own network of them, you know? Exactly, exactly. Just like you did. You have your own network now. Exactly. Like have exactly. a meeting every month, you know, like you got to initiate, like, maybe uh, eat a whole pizza pie to get in the crew or something, you know? I think, or a sauce competition. Who has the best sauce? And if your sauce is good, then, you yeah, know, cause we all have those recipes. <laughs> so what else What else would you say, like, um, like as far as, like, your writing and stuff goes, have you, do you have any other, like, bodies of, like, work out there or like projects you're working on yeah i mean well projects right now it's um i i also host so i host a show an entertainment uh talk show so that's what i do monday through friday on hollywire so you can see me do that which is a lot of fun um and then in terms of writing it's really just this book right now but i also i've contributed to cosmopolitan so there's a lot of i have a lot of articles that are floating around on the internet and i definitely um yeah, so I'm definitely working more on screenplays. I ha- I've had some pilots in the past, but definitely want to like do more screenwriting um, and more books down the line for sure. But uh, you know, you have out right now. I I just have this is the only book I have out right now. Is this That's book? All, but yeah, I, but what, when yeah. I was looking at at the book, it's funny you said I, I got the like the feel of a magazine. Like it looks like it's yeah. a super super easy read. Like and I saw mm-hmm. before I I even got to read it, you had. You, you had told me before that you had like a specific, one of the specific uh, people you're talking about was like an Italian guy. So you specifically yeah. told me like, look out for this one. And I remember oh, well, no, it, it wasn't an Italian. Well, first of all, I was talking to my dad before this and he reminded me that my very first love ever, I met at summer camp and he was Italian, off the boat Italian who was going to summer camp in Maine. Um, and that was my very first love, but it was unrequited on my end, meaning I was into him and he didn't write back my pen pal letter, but it's okay. I'm over it clearly. Um, but how long, how long did it take you to get over that? Like all of my twenties. So <laughs> basically like what it would be nowadays, like being left on red. It was, well, yeah, left on red. So the crazy thing was I met this guy. I was like, we taught, we spent the whole dance together. I really thought he was like really into me. I couldn't stop talking about him. I wrote him a letter on Ann Getty stationery, which is the stationery with like the babies wrapped in like flowers and produce. I don't know if you've ever seen I never, that. I never heard of it. No, I never heard of it. Definitely spent, sent the wrong message. I sent him the letter. I never heard back. So you My like friend, sent him like an edible arrangements kind of thing? What, like? It was a picture of a baby. It was like babies wrapped in lettuce. That was like the stationery. If you so Google like, Ann Getty, you'll see what I'm talking. Newborn babies? 
newborn babies. I don't know, like, why that, that definitely was like why he didn't write back. Maybe I don't know. So but apparently, it's all like I don't, I don't want to have kids yet. Kind of yeah, and I was like, thir- I was like thirteen, by the way, thirteen oh braces, God. acne, like you know, all I would, but still at thirteen, like all I would listen to was like Sinatra and show tunes. So like I thought I understood love because of those songs that I grew up on. Rightfully um, so. And then, sorry. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Yeah, and. <laughs> What happened is my friend from school actually was in his bunk and told me that he got the letter and he hung it up on his wall like a trophy, but he never wrote me back. And then years later, we reconnected on Facebook and we talked for a little bit. And then just recently, he sent me a message, like he finally kind of wrote back to me. He sent me a message on Instagram, basically saying how he wished that we could have connected when we yeah, did you know and all it, this he, stuff. Saw, he saw that blue check. You got to tell him that ship has sailed. <laughs> You guys say that that ship has sailed, pal. Sorry. And I'm in a relationship, and there's pictures of me and my boyfriend all over my Instagram. So there's no way that he. But that's so funny. It's like, yeah, you, you really want what you literally can't well, have. You can't have. It is a hundred percent true because <laughs> even in like from what I've learned is like from my dating life is like whenever you actually get what you want, all of a sudden you're like, wait, this is what I wanted so bad. Like, yeah, you feel like a sort of like emptiness, like, okay, yeah, this isn't what I thought it was, you know? And then a couple of rare instances when you are happy is when it really is something special, you know, at least for mm -hmm. me. I don't know if that's a Gemini or. I don't know. Yeah. You like, what is happiness for example? Like one, one side of you is happy with this. The other side of you could be happy with something else. Yeah. The grass is Uh, always greener on the other side. It is. Oh, but the thing in the book that I was telling you about was that I I went on a date with a guy who told me Sinatra was overrated, but he, that was it. And he had um, a big, he had Sinatra's mugshot, like a, you know, you know, that poster that everyone has, the famous one, when he had a big giant poster of that in his apartment. And I, and he, this was after he told me Sinatra was overrated. And when I saw that, I was like, excuse me, why do you have, if you don't like Sinatra, why do you have his mugshot? And he's like, oh, it's a cool picture. And I just imagined like, how could I ever continue to date this guy? Because if I, how could I explain to my dad who loves Sinatra that the guy I was dating thinks Sinatra's overrated, but has his mugshot. It was like one of those realizations. (laughs) And that's in the book. That's the guy who's great on paper because we were set up through matchmakers. Oh, you set up on that. So wait, have you dabbled? Like, so when you were like going on this, you know, the 10 years of you, you know, meeting all these different guys and seeing what was right for you. Did you meet a lot of them on like dating apps, like Tinder or like stuff like that? Well, so the interesting thing is, is I was a serial monogamous since high school. So I was always in relationships. And the reason why I wrote this book is because at 23, I found out that my boyfriend of over a year was lying to me about his age. And when I found, oh, older. That he was older than what he? He told me. He told me he was 35 years old. And I found out that he was really 45 years old. And if that is is not an LA dating, Hollywood in a nutshell, like story, I don't know what is. Did he Um, he look like he was 35 though? Yeah, he did. He really did. He like, I mean, people in LA look very young. And also it's like, I didn't really know how old people were like, like, like how old is Brad Pitt? How old is Johnny Depp? You know what I mean? Like, like those, their ages, I just think of them as Brad Pitt and Johnny Depp. He wasn't Brad Pitt or Johnny Depp, but he was like a good looking 
actor slash model turned producer who like really kept himself looking great. And I'll, at well, 23, we, we I didn't know what a 35 year old looked like, you know? Yeah. So that was like, how did you find out that first of all, like, did you just like see his ID one night or? Well, it was that I was looking for a pass. His, he, this was back when we would watch like Netflix on your iPad. And so he asked me to pick out a movie to go like before he went to bed on his iPad and it was passcode protected. And I asked him his passcode and he said it was his birthday. And I like, I just couldn't remember the exact date of his birthday. I know that makes me sound like a horrible girlfriend, but like, I don't even remember like my best friend's birthday unless it's like in my phone. I'm just really bad with numbers. Yeah, I um, remember when Facebook reminds me. Right. Yeah, exactly. And like, so I had to look at, so his, his, um, I, his like wallet was on the nightstand. So I went to grab his ID to find out his birthday. So I could be like an informed girlfriend. And then I saw that actually I saw the year and I did the math with my iPhone and found so, out that he so was 19, lying. You saw 1975 and you're like, Oh my God. It was, yeah, it was just insane to me. It was so, it was like, so it was actually at the time, cause he's now in his fifties as cause back then I'm, I'm 33 now. So this was like almost 10 years ago. It was like 66 or something. So it made him 45 and I thought he was 35 and I had just celebrated what I thought was his 36th birthday. And I made a card of like 36 reasons why I loved him. And he never told me he was actually 45. So. And so that's why I started writing this book. And then to answer your question, that's when, uh, after that breakup, Tinder came out. I was like one of the first people on Tinder. So half of the book are like real like natural relationships and, and, and the other half is, is mostly online dating. You think, you think online dating works? Yeah. I met my boyfriend on Bumble. We've been together for over a year. I definitely Bumble, think it works. Bumble, I feel like from what I hear, because I'm not on any dating site, but from what I hear is like Bumble is the serious one. Like if you want to get in a relationship, yeah. Bumble. But also some people go on there and they pretend they want a relationship, but they don't like, that's another thing that happens on there. But my boyfriend really did was looking for a relationship and I didn't know what I was looking for, but I think deep down I wanted a relationship and it just worked out. So. I, oh, we just lost you for a second. Okay. Yeah, there is. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it worked I mean, out. That's exactly like what dating is though, is, you know, finding the common ground for people to like, this is what I want this is what you want. You know, it works. Well, yeah. And you know what I've been offering is because I've been on these dating apps forever and I've been on more dates than the average person. I, I recently offered my followers um, uh, that I would give them free dating app edits, meaning that they would send me screenshots of their dating profiles and I would give them like notes about their pictures or their bio and stuff like that. Oh and <laughs> yeah, and people found, it, people found it to be super helpful. And I also did see, because I do think like a lot of like how dating apps well, give me, work. Give me an example. Like what's some advice you're telling girls? Like, so like, I want to know how girls could like, some girls, like the angles are crazy. And like now with the filters and everything, you don't know what anybody looks like. I'm, I'm just going to exactly. say what this. So like, you're right, though. somebody like could put like this, like, if you see sparkles in the face on like a profile picture and all, all the pictures are that. Like, just be mentally prepared. That's not what you're getting yourself into, you know? That's so true. But also, you know, I see guys do it, too, with their pictures. Like, they don't do the filter as much, but, like, the way that they'll, they'll the shoot themselves. Or, the beard is yeah, darker. Yeah, yeah, beard is darker, or they're in, or, or a group shot, so, like, you can't tell which one they are, or they're holding a fish, so you're looking at the fish, you're not looking at them. There's a lot of diversions going on 
with men's profiles. And I looked at both men's and women's profiles. And yeah, the theme I saw, the big thing is, is like exactly what you said. I feel like your, your profile needs to be authentically you. Like stop trying to be someone you're not because when you eventually go on this date with this person, they're going to figure out who you are. So I think that goes down to your pictures and what you're saying. So for girls, I had some girls that would have like multiple Halloween costumes on there or like the filters and all that stuff. And I would urge them to do or pictures where they're really far away from the camera. Like their first shot is like a long, as like a long distance shot. Mm -hmm. And so that was my big thing. I was like, your first photo needs to be a picture of just you. The other thing is no, no drinks in the first picture, because I think that you could end up uh, like someone who drinking isn't part of their lifestyle. I think you're losing them right away. If you have a drink in your hand, it also kind of shows that like your only personality is drinking. And I feel like the first shot should be like, just focused on you, kind of candid, showing who you are in your element. And then you could add the other shots later mm -hmm. as, as they're swiping. But you definitely want an inviting shot for your first picture. AKA the best one, like you gotta bring the heat. The best one. And yeah. I noticed that too. And it, people are, I think they don't realize what's their best shot because I would look at people's pictures and I'd be like, your best shot is your fifth picture. Why is it your, that needs to be your first one. Why, why is it, you know, so a lot of people don't know how to order their photos and I think their friends are giving them worst advice. So I think talking to someone who is not a friend, but someone who's been there could be helpful with this for sure. It's a smart, it's a smart, it's a smart idea. I think you could do a little business out of it, you know? That's the goal. I was offering it free if people showed me that they voted in the election. But now that the election's over, I'm thinking of charging something that would be not a lot of money, but like what you would spend on your drink on a date with like the whole thing being like, instead of going on a date and realizing this isn't working, like take my advice first and invest in this. You could do like something on a cameo or, you know, some kind of Patreon or yeah. not, not cameo, but Patreon. Patreon, not OnlyFans, Patreon. Well, you know, OnlyFans, like, I don't, I'm not subscribed to anybody, but I know that a lot of people that are famous are using it too, because for what you're saying, like, they'll do Q&As on it and, you know, exclusive, mm -hmm. like, OnlyFans is only, like, for exclusive content. That content could either be, like, people naked or it could be, like, you know, Cardi B answering questions for her fans that really that is true content, you know that is but, true i just think people think that they oh their brain goes to nudity when yeah. they say only fans not I mean, fan not. connections 100 <laughs> percent. like if you told me you had only fans or anybody told me they had only fans right away i would think oh it's that kind of thing yeah. yeah and that's my other dating advice if you do have an only fans don't put that immediately in the first picture of your dating app profile put that later well you know you got to put it in your in your where the website is so that way you could get subscribers, you know? Exactly. Well, that then that's the other thing too that people, another big mistake people do on dating apps is people who use their dating apps to get more Instagram followers. And that is they like, that shows. Yeah, people can see that. Cause it's like, they're, they're like, add me on Instagram. Like, or I've seen the whole like, I don't answer DMs. Like I, if you want me to like message you, like add me on Instagram and message me there. It's like, that's so trans, it's so obvious what you're trying to do. Yeah, I know it's smart though. Mm -hmm. It is smart. But, but. For, for people that I work with that ask me for advice on how to grow, this is a mm -hmm. gem for everybody that's still listening. But I'll say, do TikToks. And if you're on those dating apps, like link them on that and say, follow me there. You know, like, yeah. That's why some of these girls have 40, 50,000 followers. And you're like, 
why do they have so many followers? Because they have their best pictures first, second, and then, you know, they're linking the two. They're linking it. They're linking it. But if you really are looking for a genuine connection and not followers on Instagram, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in the 30s. Maybe well, thirties. Well, that's the other thing too. You know, I think that there, there's a whole um, the 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 biological clock, right? I mean, we know that from my cousin Vinny. We see that all the time. It's like I think that that's becoming less and less of a thing. And I think that if we we should stop trying to settle, especially as women. I think that you know um, the right person is out there, and the best person is is being yourself and being authentically yourself and being a whole person, and then attracting someone else who's also whole. Because when you settle, that's when you make dating mistakes. For sure. Listen, I, I don't think there's a better way to end the episode than that. So for everybody <laughs> that, that's been tuned in, check out Gabby on all our social platforms. Thank Definitely you. pick up this book. I feel mm -hmm. like uh, if you're looking for some dating advice, it'll be perfect fit. Gabby, before before we go, um, I, I got to ask you something after I end. Sure. Do you want to say anything before before we go? Well, yeah. I mean, follow me on Instagram at it's Gabby Conti. That's I T S G A B I C O N T I. And my book, 20 guys you date in your twenties. Great holiday gift, by the way. And it's available wherever you buy or listen to books. So definitely get that. Thank you guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend.